Hey there, welcome to Actual Ag. I'm your host, Samantha Bennett, and this podcast is dedicated to answering your questions about agriculture. Not only are those questions answered by me, a graduate student studying these topics in school, but also by specialists that work directly with these topics. So if you want to know if purchasing organic is the way to go, if animal rights are actually important to farmers, or if GMOs are actually bad for you, welcome, you've come to the right place. Hello, hello everyone. Today I'm thrilled to have with us advocate extraordinaires Evelyn and Claudia from at NY Farm Girls on Instagram. Today they are going to be speaking with us about the dairy industry and what it was like for them to grow up playing active roles in it, as well as their experiences as advocates on social media and what it really means to be an advocate today. So welcome girls. Thanks for being here. Hi, we're really excited to be here. Awesome. So I'm going to start by having you guys introduce yourselves. Um, So tell me a little bit about your background, how you got involved in the industry, and your experience um, with the industry. Okay, I'll go first. Um, My name is Evelyn, and I'm the oldest sister. Um, I've been in the dairy industry since, well, since I was born, but I started working on our family's dairy farm around eighth grade, so kind of a later start than most when you grow up on a farm, but um, I started feeding calves in eighth grade. And then I realized that like the animal side was definitely for me. So I went to school, uh, I went to college for animal science and I just graduated with uh, my bachelor's in animal science from SUNY Cobleskill. Congratulations, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And then I moved down to Georgia to get more experience in like the communication side. I worked for the Dairy Alliance and there I just worked with social media and connecting consumers to farmers and I realized I I like doing that kind of stuff, but I wanted to do it like more like privately, like for ourselves. And so now I'm full time in the York Farm Girls and I'm back in New York. All right. And I'm the younger sister. My name is Claudia. I'm 19. And I started going up to the calf farm with Evelyn after she started dragging me up there because <laughs> I don't know. So I must have been in fifth grade when I started going to the farm. And then after a couple of years, I decided that I really liked working with machinery and in the fields a little bit more than Evelyn did. And how then I started moving and transitioning from the animals over to the field work side. Um, but I still fed calves from fifth grade all the way until this year. So mm, I don't okay. know. It was like <laughs> over eight years probably. And um, so then after um, high school, I decided I want to move out of state for college. So now I go to um, University of Nebraska-Lincoln and there I am studying agribusiness and entrepreneurship. Um, I hope to always be my own boss and work with Evelyn um, after college. So hopefully we'll be able to grow our business privately and we'll just be able to advocate for the rest of our life. It sounds so fun, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then we also have a pumpkin farm, so Evelyn and I are going to be hopefully growing that business as well, so we'll just see where it goes, but kind of just going with the flow right now. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys, it makes me so happy to have like a sister team. There's actually three of you guys, three sisters that work a lot together. So I love how close you guys are and that, you know, this has really connected you guys in that way. That's so fun to follow on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) 
So now that we've gotten to know you a little more, uh, I thought we could talk about your experience growing up kind of in the dairy industry on a dairy farm. So what was it like when you guys were younger, growing up surrounded by, you know, constantly by dairy, the dairy industry, um, and you guys kind of talked about your roles and when you started on the farm, but what was it like when you were younger? Like we said, we didn't start working at the farm really until, um, I haven't said eighth grade and fifth grade. Uh, but we were always around it, and we always, like, went up to the farm and did, hung out, what did we, like, with our mom and everything up there. Brought dinner to my dad in the field. Yeah, the usual farm <laughs> kid thing. So, and then we always get, used to get yelled at for riding four-wheelers and making dust at the farm. But yeah. that's really all we contributed <laughs> to <scared>. that point. <laughs> um, but really, after, I think, we started working there, and... Um, we started kind of going on social media. I think that's when our experience in the dairy industry really changed. Yeah, that's when we really started liking it, I would say. Like, I, like, when we started our page, like, we wanted a way to, like, show people, like, exactly what we saw every day, because, like, we loved it. So that's, like, when we started sharing, like, our lives and having, like, people that maybe aren't able to get on a dairy farm, like, letting them into our farm. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun growing up on a dairy farm. And just a farm in general. Well, that kind of ties into my next question was, do you have a favorite thing about how you were raised? Like, was there, you know, a lesson that really stood out to you that you feel like normal people that maybe aren't connected to the dairy industry don't probably learn that way or something like that? Yeah, I would say something that was the true for Claudia and I was we like learn to like fall in love with work, which is not something that like a lot of people our age like. So when we were in high school, like, we played sports for a long time, but once we, like, started um, working on the farm, we're like, this is way more fun, and you make money, so why wouldn't we be doing this? So, Claudia and I both stopped playing sports, even though, like, our parents, like, really encouraged us to play, like, our whole family was, like, really involved in sports, like, their whole life, so it was, like, definitely, like, a big jump, I would say, like, we definitely got judged for being, like, yeah, we'd rather be working than being a kid and, like, playing sports in high school, but oh, we love being the disappointment yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was definitely something different like we just really liked working like growing up so especially together we barely fought at all like, yeah. <laughs> you know sisters always get along right yeah. just constantly just good vibes and happiness <laughs> yeah. but I think it actually did make a lot closer like I don't even we would have never really hung out, I don't think, if we weren't, like, arguing yeah. in the calf barn every single night and <laughs> crying at each other. True. But look at us now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So now you guys, you know, have gotten older and you're kind of filling different roles, like you mentioned, on the farm. So what does a, diff- like, what does a day in the life look like for you guys now, would you say? Very different. Yeah, I wish it was kind of the same as it used to be. Yeah. Especially, okay, I'll just go first. Because I got it in my head. So especially with me, like, being home from college and not really having, like, a full-time job like I used to, like, all the time. I come home from school and, like, my job position is kind of filled now. People just, like, kicked me out. So now I can do, like, the smaller jobs on the farm and go up when I want to but I'm not like the daily grind so um even though it's a lot harder to get like um our normal content that we used to have I think it's it's still fun and everything but right now Evelyn and I are really just focusing more on our business together instead of um like our normal like nine to six job that we used to yeah I agree because 
when I went to college, like I left the farm and I didn't really come back. Like I worked on other farms and for me, that's been like a struggle. Cause like, I want to like somehow get back involved with like our home farm. But then like, I feel like kind of rejected, like they don't want me back now. Cause I left. So I don't know. It's kind of like a loyalty thing, but I think I'm just making that out of my head, honestly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, like Claudia said, like my position was filled. Like Jojo's the calf farm manager now. That's our younger sister. And like there's really not a spot for me right now and that kind of sucks but I'm gonna try to get back into it (laughs) yeah but it's like like she said it's kind of harder to create content when you're like not doing the job like every day and like you're actually there and like the action but we're doing what we can and like today we went out and did like got pictures and just so we can like advocate more Mm-hmm. I think you guys have been doing a great job, especially with, I know you just moved home from Georgia. You went down here yeah. to Georgia and you just moved back. I'm sure you guys have been super busy with that. I can't imagine. Yeah. So, so even more of a reason for me to thank you for your time today. I'm so appreciative. Yeah. So you guys mentioned a little bit that your family also has a pumpkin patch that you guys run in the fall, which is honestly like my favorite time of year to follow you guys because the content <laughs> that you share then is just so much fun. Yeah. Um, so do you guys find that connecting with your community in that way is super beneficial? Yes. And actually, I, whenever people ask me, like, if you have a small farm and they're like, how do we keep our farm alive? And I always say, find like a niche or niche, I don't even know how to say it, niche, niche, (laughs) niche business and start it because our family like relies on the pumpkin patch for our main source of income. So for Claudia and I and Jojo to grow up around that our whole lives, like we've fallen in love with like the agritourism side because we have thousands of people coming out to our farm every fall and we get to deal with more of like the public side and connecting with our con- community. Like where when we're at the farm, we're just in our own little bubble and like we're not talking to consumers as much. So, and definitely, yeah, definitely awesome. Like being able to like talk to people and talk to them about crops are grown and we have an animal barn too so they get to learn about how dairy cows are raised and all that fun stuff that's awesome I love that you guys combined not only just the ag tourism side of it but also you know you're educating at the same time I think that's such an awesome opportunity you guys are taking there so that's great So now let's get a little bit more into the advocacy side of things so we've already mentioned that you have an incredibly successful um agricultural advocacy social media page repertoire. You have not only your Instagram page that you do, but you guys also post pretty regularly on your YouTube and um, Twitter pages, right? So um, what inspired you to create your social media pages? I know you kind of touched on that earlier, but maybe if you could go a little more in depth on that. Yeah, so how we actually started our um, pages, I like to share this story because I think it's pretty important. We were at an agritourism farm and we noticed, I don't know, maybe it was like a sign or something. And we, on the way home, we were pretty inspired. We're like, well, we had been following a couple other people that were sharing on dairy, about their dairy farms. And we're like, wow, like we could totally be doing this. We take all these pictures all the time and we just post it on our personal pages. And do you think our friends from school really care? No, they don't. <laughs> so we started this page and we kind of scored with the name since we were only like 12 and how <laughs> old we are. But, um, we started this page and everything and we started posting a little bit and after like the second day I was yammed under this so I didn't want to do it at all but Evelyn kept going for like 
a while. Oh. And then when we hit ten thousand dollars, I was like, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll help you out now. <laughs> now that we're kind of getting yeah. somewhere, maybe I'll join back in. <laughs> yeah. So that is how it went. Um, so props to Evelyn for keeping that alive. <laughs> it would not be here right now if it wasn't her. So we um, then after we started posting a little bit more about the touchy subjects, we noticed like this storm and this whole other world of um, animal rights activists and vegans. We're like, oh my gosh, where are these people been? Like we don't, we, we didn't really know the extent of yeah, it, we I didn't guess. Know about that. So we didn't know how negatively like dairy was portrayed. And we're like, oh, I guess we should start like telling people that really what we're doing is not the devil. Like we're actually, we treat our animals so well and our milk is getting to you safely and everything. So we started getting close about that. And then when we got all the vegan backlash and everything, that was just... It kind of like fired me up. It, it fired us both up and we kind of went in the wrong direction for a little bit because we were like, oh, vegans, we got to fight against them and everything. <laughs> and then we're like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. Like they're not going to change their mind. So then we started talking to consumers in the movable middle and we're like, okay, these people actually understand they're taking what we say into consideration and they want to know where their milk is coming from. So we're going to tell them exactly where it's coming from instead of them getting online and finding PETA and all of those organizations that are actually telling them like all the false information. So we like that we're getting a lot more um, facts and everything out there. And when people maybe do Google it, our name pops up instead of those organizations. So yeah, I love that. I think the movable middle, like you said, that's definitely like the target audience of this podcast as well. So it's people that are curious. They're kind of concerned about some things that they're hearing, but you know, I think they realize that maybe I'm not hearing from the best resources out there and maybe like people actually with hands in the business actually know what's going on better than, you know, people on <laughs> activist yeah. groups and stuff like that. So I love that you mentioned that. And you guys kind of touched on this, but, um, I know it can be pretty taxing at times with some of the voices you guys hear from on social media. And when you hear from anti-ag opinion holders, that's kind of what I like to call them. Um, what goes through your minds whenever you're trying to decide whether or not you're going to respond, taking in what they said, that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, I'd definitely say when we first started, I would just fill with anger and like, how can these people be attacking my livelihood when they've never experienced it? But over time, like, we've definitely matured in how we handle the situation, and we kind of, like, pick apart. Like, there's those people that actually, like, want to know what's going on in the ag industry, and there's the people that are just fulfilling their agenda and trying to spread their their propaganda of why they think dairy's bad. Your, their mind will never change. So, really, it's about determining what kind of person you're dealing with, and sometimes it's easy to determine that, and sometimes it's not, but we've gotten pretty good at that over I the years. I think we've also gotten a lot less sensitive than we yeah, used to true. be. We used to like cry to our mom, but yeah. now we're like, yeah, whatever. It's just another one of the keyboard warriors. Yeah. So yeah, we just kind of like determine what their goal is and with their comment and go from there. And a lot of the times, if they're really just causing a ruckus on our page just to fulfill their agenda, we just block and delete them because really no need for that so mm -hmm. yeah they're not they're not bringing anything good to the table so exactly. might as well yeah, yeah I love that but you guys also you have great discussions too with people that are you know they'll, they'll ask questions and sometimes they're framed a little negatively but you guys are great about being like hey I kind of hear where you're coming from but this is yeah. kind of my perspective on that so I think you guys do a great job with that yeah we definitely like to respect that they have an opinion while also like sharing 
our experiences, which is the reality of dairy farming. Mm -hmm. And additionally, I know as young women, you're playing active roles in the industry, obviously. And sometimes you can even hear negative feedback coming from those also a part of the industry. I feel like, you know, you mentioned building a tough skin. I feel like that kind of hurts more than even people that, you know, you're like, oh, they don't even know what they're talking about. But sometimes when it's within your own industry, that might hurt a little more. That's when it hurts the most because they're really just fighting against themselves because we're constantly sticking up for the ag industry and why are they trying to tear us down? Yeah, we're usually like speaking loud for the people that stay quiet, I think. And that's pretty frustrating. Like even like our neighbors, when Mm -hmm. they start saying stuff about like us, we're like, what are you talking about? Like Like, we're not doing anything. Yeah. If you want like people to keep buying milk and buy your product and we're the ones the only ones talking to the consumers like why would you ever (laughs) want to take down the only people that are doing it but not the only people but I can tell you why jealousy (laughs) because you guys are doing an amazing job you guys are really awesome on Instagram I really love your guys's page um but yeah I'm sure that is really hard and I can't imagine I'm like oh Sometimes even the comments that are so like silly about things like, why are you wearing makeup out in the fields? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah. (laughs) um, I want to give you guys a chance. If you could tell the entire world one single message about the dairy industry, what could it be? And take your time because, you know, we got plenty of time to talk, but what would that message be? I already have it. Wow. (laughs) It comes in my head every time. It's just the very simple message that, if you have a question about farming, please talk to somebody that's involved in the industry, not somebody that saw a YouTube video and they think they know everything. Like, like the whole saying, like, ask a farmer, not Google. Like, there are instances where you can go to Google, but you have to know where to look. Because when you look up the dairy industry on Google, the first ones that come up, because they pay the most for it to come up first, is like PETA and what is it? The dodo bird, like those animal sanctuary places. So that's my major thing. It's just, if you have a question about farming, there's tons of farmers out there on social media now. Please go to them first for your question and they can help you out. Do you have yours ready? <laughs> oh, I thought we were combining. No. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I guess I have more message for people. Um, in the dairy industry. Um, I think that a lot of, one time we asked a question on our Instagram story and it really just kind of fired me up because Evelyn posted a sticker and it was like, what is your reason for not advocating? And everyone was saying, I don't have the time or I don't think I, what I'm saying will matter or what was the other one? You know, kind of a gist. Oh, I'm too young. Too young. People don't like see my stuff, but Anyone who is trying and putting correct information out there and showing what they do every day is just um, filling up those hashtags of people like hashtag dairy. Um, we don't want the vegans doing hashtag dairy. We want dairy farmers doing hashtag dairy for instance. You don't have to be a dairy farmer. You can be yeah, anybody involved saying. in yeah. So I just think that any kind of post promoting agriculture um, is helping in any way. So yes. I don't know. We just need more. Yours, we need more of an army because there's a lot more vegans out there right now than there is. I remember when we started, there had to be two other people that were doing. Yeah, there's like at least that we knew of that were doing, but Instagram wasn't as big then, probably. But now there's just hundreds of advocates and people that are, you know, sharing their agriculture story. So we need more. I think it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's become more and more diverse too. You know, I think I follow people like Cranberry Chats. I love following her and like following along with Ocean Spray and that sort of thing. And then, you know, people that have their own wineries or, you know, that farm cotton or have like beef animals. I I think it's great. So yeah, Yeah. I I love that it's becoming more and more diverse, but also I agree there needs to be more people that are actually out there doing it. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, as we come to the end here, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to obviously plug your social media pages and any additional resources that you think listeners might take value in. Yeah. So you can follow New York Farm Girls, NY Farm Girls on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And do you have anything else to say? Um, Oh, and our podcast. Oh, yeah. We're starting our podcast back up today. We're going to record an episode. So. You can find us on every podcast platform under NYFG, and we're really excited what this year has for us, and we're going to keep advocating. Oh, and um, our merch line. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we also have merch, too. You can find that in the link of all of our bios on all of our social media. Stickers and koozies, and we're just very thankful to be able to have the chance to advocate for all of you guys and give you guys the correct information like we were talking about. And we are very thankful that you asked us to be on here today and talk to all of you. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. I think they're, you know, I'm wanting to get more people to follow you guys because I really think you guys are a great resource on Instagram. So, yeah, thank you guys for your time. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank Thank you. you. That concludes this episode of Actual Ag. Once again, I'm your host, Samantha Bennett, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Before you leave, though, make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast on whatever listening platform you're listening on. And make sure to follow us on Instagram as well, at actual underscore ag, to stay up to date on what topics we're going to be discussing and to send me your questions on agriculture. Talk to you guys soon. Bye, y'all.